Hello and welcome to What, what the Zen, our space to delve deeper into what health really means. We explore the rituals and practices available in an ever-evolving industry and what these can do for us. Hello and welcome to our second episode of What the Zen. Today we are delighted to be joined by Vicky Flanagan on this week's episode. Vicky is a trained Reiki practitioner based right here in Vancouver. Having trained in the Usui method of Japanese Reiki, Vicky is an intuitive healer tuning into divine energies and she's on a mission to empower others. Vicky uses an intuitive and holistic approach, supporting her clients in their healing and empowering them on their journey within. Vicky works with the healing energy of Reiki to tap into the root cause of an imbalance in order to bring about a sense of peace and balance. Um, before we dive into our interview today, just a quick reminder that we are not giving out any advice here. And if you are in need of some medical advice, we would advise you reach out to a doctor or a health professional. Okay, so hi, Vicky. How are you? Welcome to What the Zen. Hi, thanks so much for having me. We're so excited to have you, our very first guest. I know, I'm so excited. I feel really honoured to be the first guest, so thanks so much for asking me on. Well, whenever we were thinking of who to have on the show, you were the very first person who came to mind for both of us. Yeah, totally. Ivana and I were in Vicky's Skype, our Zoom conversation during the week and we were just so inspired by everything she said that we just knew we wanted to have her on to talk with us so we're gonna pick her brain for you all (laughs) yeah and we're gonna be talking a lot about Reiki and healing um which Vicky knows so much about so I'm really excited to kind of just delve into that like a little bit more and just understand a little bit more about what that involves so Vicky, um, I think just to start off, um, why don't you give us a little bit of info about yourself and um, yeah, what you do? Yeah, of course. So as you know, um, I am really excited to talk about healing and Reiki as an energy healer modality. And I suppose I'm so passionate about this because I've been on my own healing journey and it's been such a key part and effective part of how far I've come in the process that now I'm really just excited and ready to share it as a service out there and help other people um so for me Reiki was always something that was quite normal um my mom is actually um a Reiki master so my mother's a Reiki master and she would have had quite a strong community a spiritual community a lot of our friends were always in the house grown up and they were interested in alternative medicine holistic therapy angels and energy healing so I was just so used to that kind of language that I didn't have to program that into my mind of this is a new thing to the western society for me this was just totally normal so I feel like I got a jump start and that I don't have to reprogram my mind to think this could be helpful um yeah so then growing up um in Ireland with my mom she was obviously quite um had a strong faith in the universe and the divine and providing for her so when I came to Vancouver 
um, in 2014, I really missed that spiritual connection. So having my people that I can talk about all this stuff with and someone that I can share the healing journey with. So I began to study Reiki myself and I became a Reiki practitioner. So um, I recently just finished my master degree in Reiki. Um, oh, wow. congrats. Yeah, thanks so much. This is, um, I feel like I really earned this. This is three years in the making. So they usually recommend after you do the first degree and the second degree that you wait some time before you take on your master's or the third degree. So I waited um, quite a number of years just to make sure I got through a lot of my own shadow work and healing before I I felt ready to be attuned with these sacred symbols. So that's where I am at the moment. I'm now a, a, a Reiki master practitioner. Wow. <laughs> in a nutshell. Wow. In and nutshell. that must have been um, so interesting growing up um, in a household where Reiki was just so commonplace and so normal. What, what was that like even compared to your friends growing up and how did they react to to that? Yeah, that's a really good question. My friends loved coming over to our house because it was kind of, it was more hopeful or optimistic. They'd come over and ask my mom, could they use her oracle cards? Could they have a healing? And it was just an open space to talk about whatever you needed to talk about. And it's also, even though we weren't religious growing up, it was more spiritual based. And it was just more of a free feeling so I knew no matter what my problem was I always had faith that I could always give it away and the best solution will come back for me so it was kind of a nice program that's what I call it program because I I didn't have to reprogram my brain into believing this which I know a lot of people struggle with when they first learn about new um alternative medicines in the western side wow that is so cool I can't even imagine how fun that household would have been yeah and and such a positive environment too which I think is really cool yeah definitely I think from a young age being connected with spirituality not in a religious sense is so interesting because right now I feel like I'm just beginning that journey and it's a lot harder to wrap your head around when as an adult you've never really been exposed to it whereas as a child it's just a lot more natural than to be around that yeah absolutely and and you know it's the reason why I started and I know you'll probably talk about this later but the reason why I started Grace of Awakening with the place for healing or the service that I'll be offering people is when I realized that the healing journey is a lifelong journey so it doesn't have to be such a struggle it doesn't have to always be full of suffering and I only realized that when I healed one major thing and then I said okay that's that's healed now what can I heal next and I was like I can't live my life like this where it's I'll I'll be okay when this is healed and this is healed this is a lifelong yeah journey so um we have lots of time to be drawn and called to new and different healing modalities there's so many different things out there um that we may specifically resonate with the most for mm-hmm. our journey and I'm sure there are people listening that are saying what the hell is Reiki it's a word <laughs> I've heard what is it 
is it some sort of voodoo? So can you clear <laughs> the air on that a bit more for us, Vicky? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like everybody has probably heard Reiki for sure, but um, a lot of people are still quite un, uh, unclear what it is. So Reiki is a Japanese word, which when it's translated means spiritually guided life force energy. So it, it was born in, in Japan and my lineage is Dr. Yusui Reiki. And I'll speak a bit about that later. But um, it's really important to know that Reiki is a healing modality. It's gentle, it's non-invasive and it can do no harm. So I think that's a really beautiful part about Reiki and healing. There is no danger. It's a very safe energy to use because it is spiritually guided life force energy, also known as Ki in Japan. So Reiki um, promotes a balance of flow or Ki, so the energy throughout the body, and it supports the body's inherent ability to heal on every level. So physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. Um, it, it basically works to, it, it heals the root cause of an imbalance. So we know that our thoughts and our words can actually um, disrupt our energy body. It can cause blocks in our energy body. So when we believe anything, whether it's consciously or unconsciously, negative thoughts or feelings about ourselves, um, Reiki can heal by flowing through the affected parts and filling them with positive energy and essentially raising the vibration of the energy field in and around the physical body. So it is, again, a healing modality that's based on energy. It's sending energy. It's channel channeling divine energy for specific good. Wow. I feel like there's so much to take in in that. No wonder you have to go through so many years to like really understand it and become a Reiki master. There seems to be so many levels to it um, and so much learning as well. I think as well, Reiki is probably better experienced yeah. to really grasp how it works and how it can work for some person. When I first learned Reiki one, the first degree, the purpose was just for self-care, just to have something that I can use like meditation, like an affirmation, like whatever it might be, therapy. It was something that I could use at any time for myself. And um, the Reiki master or practitioner channels Reiki through their palms and this energy is then channeled through the, the practitioner through their hands to the client or the person that's receiving the healing. So for me, it felt really empowering to every day get up and send this loving divine energy to myself. And I would feel the flow coming back in many different parts of my body and my chakras. And it really does balance you for the day or sometimes at nighttime, it's good to do before you go to bed too. So for anyone that wants to study Reiki, um, even just doing level one is amazing just to have that tool that you can always pull out your self-care bag and, and use yeah. at any time. Yeah, and you, you can just tap into that whenever you feel like you might need it or when you feel like your energy is low. I think that's definitely a really useful tool to have in your self-care kit. Um, so you've said a little bit about um, what Reiki involves. Um, so for a first session, what can somebody expect um, if they're going in to see a Reiki master for the first time to get a first healing session? Uh, are there any specific things they should be bearing in mind? I guess an open mind is probably one of them. 
<laughs> yeah, an open mind. I honestly wouldn't worry about it too much because when you're receiving Reiki, you don't actually have to do anything. Um, I can only speak to myself as a practitioner and the practice that I'll be offering at the moment. Um, obviously, with the you know the circumstances that we're in, usually people would go for a touch um, healing. So that means hands on the body healing. And these can be really nice. I actually prefer distant healing. So when you when a practitioner completes their second degree Reiki, it allows them to send the distant symbol, which means that they can send Reiki healing through all dimensions of time and space. The reason I prefer this is because without the dense energy of the physical body, as an intuitive practitioner, I can actually pick up on somebody's energy much more clearly. And I can also send the Reiki healing in half the time. So it's it's just more convenient for everybody and people can enjoy it from their own home then. Um, also, if anyone was wondering why they would want to get Reiki, everybody's goals are very different. Um, as we know, as a Western, Western society now, more than ever, there's more emphasis on this. Everyone talks about now our nervous system and how so many people in their lifestyles are in fight or flight mode which is the sympathetic nervous system. And actually Reiki is a great way to bring the nervous system into parasympathetic state. So it has the exact opposite effect and relaxes the body. And this is when it slows down a lot of the high energy functions. A lot of people will be drawn to Reiki that suffer maybe with depression, anxiety, and people that are, are hoping to make huge transformations and shifts in their life. I feel with Reiki healing, especially it is quite powerful when somebody is drawn to heal, healing and Reiki in specific, specifically, they're more likely ready to heal whatever it is that they're ready to heal, which means healing can happen in an instant. And I think this wow. is really exciting. So you, people may not see the differences in their physical life straight away, but the intention will always um, happen for the highest and greatest good. So it's great for reducing stress and anxiety, bring on transformation, promotes vitality, it creates deep re relaxation and aiding better sleep. It supports healing of physical ailments and relieving pain and complements medical treatment. So it, it essentially dissolves the energy blocks and promotes emotional cleansing, amongst other things. <laughs> wow. Just a, just a like few things. The list is endless. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually, um, just before this, um, I actually have never received a Reiki treatment, but I'm planning to get one next week from Vicky. So I'm really excited for that. But just as a way to kind of for me to learn a bit more, I am a big evidence based person. I love to look things up and see some evidence. And I am aware that it's really hard to get evidence that these complementary therapies um, have a positive impact because it's so hard to measure their effect. But I was looking up some articles and I actually found a research study done in Australia on complementary therapy, specifically for Reiki. And the end of the study, it showed that a majority of the people who had Reiki, it actually had a more beneficial effect to them than other um, placebos and some other um, kind of like sham Reiki that they did where the patient thought they were getting Reiki and actually getting it, the patient seen much better results in decrease. And it was for patients with chronic pain conditions. 
Um, so there was done with some cancer patients as well. And I think it came out that it really reduced their anxiety and depression levels, which can coincide with those kind of chronic illnesses. So for me, that was amazing that it could actually be studied and shown in results because yeah. I know in a lot of other therapies, that's so difficult to actually get those results on paper. So yeah, I was like, oh. Yeah, and I know that with, with you and becoming a yoga te- teacher, I know you're becoming more and more interested in, in um, you know, results. And we spoke of before about how illness or conditions, autoimmune conditions, and even fibromyalgia um, can actually be come about from possibly our thoughts and our words and our stress levels. That energy has to go somewhere. And thanks to quantum physics and a lot of other research and science, um, I know before I love to bring up Dr. Um, uh, Emotu, so the Japanese researcher who studied the language of water and he spoke to different, um, he spoke to water and he said, you know, I love you to some water. He sent the loving energy to the water and he played Mozart to other water. And under the microscope, it was shown as crystallized and it was really uh, clear and beautiful. And then other water he spoke, he said things like, I will kill you, I hate you, and kind of negative things to other water. And under the, the microscope, it actually was quite brown and discolored and disformed. So it, there's a lot of interest in studies out there. And mm-hmm. I think for anyone that's interested in Reiki, if you feel called to a practitioner, then that's that's enough to bring you there. Um, I'd also question what the results are that someone wants to receive. Because when someone works at me, um, I chat to the person over the phone for a little while and we talk about what their intention is. And then I spend the next 30 minutes sending them Reiki healing while they relax in the chair or on their on their bed wherever works for them and then afterwards we talk about the session so and I'll give them an energy assessment um, speaking about the energy specifically in each of their chakras and then any divine messages that I receive so I also channel so any people re- usually like to get um, some messages and then we talk about take-home hit tips like what their homework could be and, and to look like um, it's not a quick fix. Although healing can happen in an instant, I spoke about reprogramming the brain. I think that's a, that's a big part of it as well. Um, so if somebody is interested in Reiki, it can have a profound effect, but it's also something that is a commitment to themselves because they're healing, right? Yeah. Um, when you say about intentions, Vicky, so you would ask somebody at the start of a session to to tell you what their intention is. Can you give me an example just of some kinds of attentions that that people have are they usually mindset shifts or are they more specific goals that they want to achieve in their life yeah that's a good question so again this work can be deeply personal because um and and I do keep everything highly confidential so someone might might decide that they would like Reiki because they have anxiety and they want to they want to release anxiety and they want to bring in feelings of peace and calm and then when I speak to them and we get to the bottom of where this 
anxiety might be coming from, there's usually something happening in their life or their lifestyle that is it, that is um, causing the anxiety. So the anxiety and the fears that we have, we just need to confront them because they're 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 trying to tell us a story, um, and it's just to recognize, okay, this may be stemming from here. Is there anything else that we can heal and let go of? I like to set an intention like that to to release something and then to bring something that you want into your life and to also trust that Reiki is a wise conscious energy so it will always flow for your highest and greatest good and remove anything that doesn't serve you so I have sometimes had an intention and other things have shifted in my life and it was just great (laughs) um it's a nice double whammy when that happens yeah Um, something that you didn't realize was such a big deal and we don't have to deal with anymore it's lovely so yeah um, I think that's so interesting as well, the fact that it can just open your eyes to maybe other things that you're pushing down beneath the surface that you're maybe not addressing that are manifesting in different ways in your life. Because sometimes we are so kind of in the thick of things, especially with things like anxiety or uh, depression, you're so kind of deep into it that it's it's difficult to sometimes see the way out but I think that's so interesting and so beneficial that you can actually channel what what's really going on there and then bring some other things to light as well and then help people work through the, through those things mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and and that's all that I do as a healer I'm not healing the person I'm channeling the energy and I'm holding space for you to heal yourself because you can't force anybody to heal and I can always provide the guidance and advice especially from my own journey um, where I've used Reiki and it has healed my life um, but I've also taken other steps as well so if if I someone wants to book a few sessions with me instead of over the phone if they preferred Skype or Zoom to be face on that's fine too and we could always I could introduce new tools as well so meditations EFT tapping technique and there's lots of different things I would use in conjunction with Reiki especially for those that have bigger shifts to make or maybe trauma that needs to be released and addressed that's so good wow yeah I think um what you said was really great there with you had Reiki and then you allowed you to take other steps so understanding that this isn't a one quick fix as you said that it can take progression and patience and maybe it can open doors for you to take those steps that maybe you weren't willing to take before you started Reiki yeah absolutely because it shows a willingness and an open-mindedness so for me Reiki was easy because I grew up with it but there's other healing modalities that I'm very new to that I'm starting to look at and um, try out and some are resonating with me and some haven't resonated doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with them it's just what I prefer what works for me Reiki is kind of like that too I obviously love Reiki so <laughs> I'm biased um, but it, it really it's just having a self-care tool bag and what can yeah. you use, you know, your toolkit or whatever. And um, if it resonates with you, it probably is a good thing to try, you know, yeah. and why not? And even my last client that I had, she was so open-minded to and the illness that she had. And I know that she will heal because she was taken on board, any guidance and advice, everything was resonating with her. And I mean, I think the home, the homework was meditation every night and 
Louise Hay's book, You Can Heal Your Life. Oh, that's so, on the book list. That is on the reading list. Yeah. <laughs> to everyone, yeah. Um, we are in a book club with Vicky, and that is this month's <laughs> book. So <laughs> she inspired us. <laughs> yeah, very excited to get stuck into that one. Yeah, I think um, just when you're kind of saying about Reiki as being another tool in your self-care toolkit, I think that's so important because I think once that door opens where you're kind of starting to get interested in other modalities and and to learn a little bit more about yourself, it just is like a never-ending uh, journey to discover all the different range of, of therapies and modalities that are available. And I think that, you know, for me anyway, I'm also just kind of starting to learn more about this and to tap into that and I think um yeah if it's if it's a if it's another self-care tool if it's another excuse to just spend some more time on yourself and getting to know yourself and and getting to understand your behavior and your mindset a little bit more I think that's definitely a hugely beneficial thing and it, it can only have have good um have a good impact yeah exactly we need permission slips to to know ourselves a little bit more and it's always nice to have other people's perspectives so I obviously have my own Reiki practice but I also have a close connection with my Reiki teacher and also a friend who also is a Reiki master so we I, I receive regular treatments and I have other modalities that I really enjoy because I know I need it to keep my vibration really high and all good things coming into my life um, and also I think what's happening at the moment is people are are really trying hard to be happy and joyful and what's happening is we're pushing down the old past traumas we're pushing down any negative feelings stress and then they're manifesting in illnesses whether that's physical or mental illness or emotional illness and then we wonder why what's wrong with us so I think Reiki is nice because we get to talk it out and we also and it's optional have to talk it out um, but but regardless of whether you talk to your practitioner you're receiving a healing anyway so if people aren't really interested in counseling or therapy Reiki is a great alternative. Vicky you spoke up before about this at the start about getting your Reiki one and then you waited a few years getting the Reiki two and taking your time and now becoming a Reiki master um, and you spoke about this a bit on Saturday and it really interested me that Reiki has a lineage and um, do you want yeah. to speak a little bit about your lineage? Yeah absolutely I love this too this is why I would I would caution people when they're working with their uh, with a Reiki master or Reiki practitioner to maybe look at the lineage and I'll talk about that now and there's some people that will get their Reiki online over weekend so there's a difference and, and I'll and I'll talk about that now so basically I'm a Reiki master practitioner of Yusui Reiki so there's lots of different type of Reiki out there that was born I think from Yusui his Reiki uh, Penelope Quest describes it as the ability to channel Reiki energy passed down from a Reiki master to a student through a lineage system, which simply means that each Reiki master can trace their lineage back to the founder of Reiki Yusui. So it's kind of like a family tree. So in my lineage, there's nine people between my, me and Yusui. So I feel very blessed to be part of a use of the Yusui lineage because he himself only attuned 22 people to the master level of Reiki. 
So that's how sacred he would have found this. Um, and do you want me to talk a little briefly about the history of, of Yusui? Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, <laughs> I do love this story, but I'm always afraid there's people listening that will correct me. But from what I know, Dr. Yusui, um, he was a lay monk in Japan and he developed Reiki. So basically he studied many different uh, religions. And then he went to Mount Kurama and he wanted to try to make sense of everything that he learned in order to help others heal. So for 21 days, he fasted, he meditated, and he prayed. So he sat on the mountain and he put 21 pebbles around him. So every day he threw a pebble off the mountain so he knew what day it was. And on the morning of the 21st day, Dr. Yusui experienced this event where he saw the sacred symbols of Reiki. And he then developed the system of Yusui Reiki. So that was back in uh, the 1920s. But there's also people that think Reiki symbols are actually thousands of years old and that he, Yusui, was actually just channeling something that already existed. So it's kind of interesting. It goes back to probably shamans thousands of years ago. Um, he then went and he opened his own center of healing for Reiki healing. There was um, an earthquake in Japan and, and it um, demolished some hospitals. So a lot of people fled to his center for healing. And that's where I think it really took off. It was brought to the West. Um, he attuned someone who brought it to the West um, in, the in the late, I think it was 1921. And it was brought here. That's so, so that's cool. the interesting story. Yeah, I love that story. That's so cool. I love that. Yeah. So and I think for Reiki 1, so you can, you can do your Reiki 1. And I don't think there's much wait time to do Reiki 2. My teacher recommended that I wait nine months and I did that. So I did Reiki one, Reiki two, and then for Reiki three, my masters, they usually recommend a year. So what I said, I said to the universe, I, I really enjoy this and I know it will come to me when it's ready and when I'm ready. And it, it really did come at the perfect time. And I wanted to keep it within the same lineage and uh, to honor that so I've done a lot of shadow work I would say um, in the last three years so I felt really ready to to complete the master's this year. Wow that's amazing and Vicky you've recently launched Grace of Awakening could you tell us a little bit more about what your mission and your goal for Grace of Awakening is? Mm -hmm. Yeah absolutely so um, I say that Grace Awakening is a safe and inclusive space to receive love and light and Reiki energy healing. So basically everyone deserves to heal and everybody is welcome. Um, so as I said before, when I realized that the healing journey was going to be lifelong, I decided that I just I didn't want to suffer anymore. It, it really took 2020 this year to crack me open <laughs> um, because Grace Awakening was designed, I'd say, last year, if not before then. And yeah. I think it took this year for me to kind of say, well, like, look what's going on in the world. And yeah. what am I waiting for? And now that I've got I've healed myself to some degree and that I'm feeling so good, I want to be able to share it with people because. We don't need to suffer. I don't think it needs to be as hard. And I don't know why we try to do it all on our own, but there really isn't any need. I think assemble your support team, whatever that looks like for you. 
and grace awakening is that so it's basically inviting grace into your life through the awakening process if you're not going through the awakening process I don't think you'll probably be listening to this podcast anyway I don't think you'll ever see my page because it just won't be on your radar and so if it pops up and it's something I would invite everyone to have a look at the website and see if Reiki healing is something that they would be interested in I'm always happy to chat over the phone or by email but I am offering distance uh, Reiki for for people all over the world so it that's what's nice about having distance healings um it's international <laughs> yeah that's amazing it's it's so accessible it makes it so easy for people to for people to actually go along to a session and especially right now as well where you know a lot of people are still in their different bubbles and and not really going out as much as well so that's a great option so we'll put uh vicky's um website in the show notes as well so that you can go on and have a look if you are interested in reiki and yeah just get in touch with vicky yeah make sure to go on to those show notes and check her out grace of awakening and vicky before you leave we're trying to ask everyone who comes on to the show to share with us what are your three top healthy practices you do? Um, it can be every day or every week that just make you feel really good and healthy. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, because at the moment I'm really trying to solidify a new daily ritual. So I try to keep my vibration high, as you know. Um, and I'm starting to become more committed and disciplined to that because if I start my day where my vibration my energy field is high and feeling good I'm just going to attract everything like that so it's so important so for me what I do is I light some Palo Santo this stuff here so you can get it in Banyan books or you can also any kind of spiritual shop or online I like that because the smell of Palo Santo and it is quite sacred the smell of that my brain remembers that like oh yeah you know I'm back in my body I'm back in my element so I do that and I make sure that I'm grounded so I make sure I sit on a chair with my feet planted on the floor and I say I am here I am here and it helps me remember that you know I am in a human body but I came here to create and I'm supported and I can I have everything that I need and I'm supported all the time so I do that and I do an I am kind of affirmation and meditation so that gets me feeling really good I'm trying to reprogram my brain before I leave the house no fears allowed no limiting thoughts allowed and I love yoga and exercise there's so many things I love it there's so many things to do but non-negotiable for me is light the Palo Santo uh, pray and I would also ground meditation reprogram my brain every day wow those are some good things I'm gonna have to I've never Palo Santo. Palo Santo, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've never, I don't think, maybe I I have smelled it before, but I'm not 100% familiar. But I love Banyan books. So (laughs) we'll take a trip. I'm definitely, yes, we need to take a trip. Definitely. Yeah. Thanks so much, Rachel and Ivana. I really enjoyed this. I know. Yeah, thank you. Having you on. Amazing first guest on what the zen yeah we're so happy that you came on and yeah it's been amazing getting to learn more about reiki and i'm i'm actually so excited to book a session with you vicky as well oh i'm really excited yeah i think you'll really enjoy it if anything it's such a nice way to relax and learn a little bit about yourself and your 
your energy chakra system. So thank you so much, Vicky. Thanks, Vicky. Okay, bye. bye. Thank you so much for joining the conversation on Reiki with the wonderful Vicky Flanagan. You can find out more about Vicky's Reiki practice by visiting graceofawakening.com or searching Grace of Awakening on Instagram. Of course, and we hope you enjoyed this episode just as much as we did. Don't forget to subscribe, review, and follow us on Instagram at what.thezen. Thank you so much. See you next time. Bye.